Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back, of course. That's on our podcast once again. I'm Josh Shovinoff. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. It's Angel Ortega. A lot of stuff to talk about this week. We got UC Long Island, UC London, Bellator, MMA, boxing news as well. Before all of that, as always, you're brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. This code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. I had a really, really busy weekend. I was going a lot of places, doing a lot of things. I had my Rogue Energy Shaker bottle with me the whole time, keeping me energized. And uh, you can get that at RogueEnergy.com. Make sure you use the code SOUNDOFF and check out for 10% off. Support us. Support them. Get something nice for yourself. RogueEnergy.com. Last Saturday afternoon, for some reason, UFC Long Island. UFC on ABC3. Two featherweights going head-to-head in the main event. For a couple minutes there, it looked like we were in for a classic angel. In the end, though, sadly, a shoulder injury derails it at 4-11 of the first round. Yair Rodriguez defeats Brian Ortega. Brian just got the takedown after a couple of minutes back and forth on the feet. Starts scrambling. Yair throws up an armbar attempt, uh, which actually did not end up – he didn't even get close on, but whenever he just threw it up, he ended up kicking Brian's shoulder out of its socket, and that was it. GG no re Wins beat TKO uh, near the end of the first round. I mean, really, not a whole lot of takeaways from this one, man, just because it's so, um, you know. We're so short. We didn't even get a round. Yeah. Yeah, but from what you saw, what did you, what did you see? I mean, I, mean I, I, I don't know. We were about to get the first ground exchange, you know what I mean? And Brian didn't look bad on the feet. I think he got a few punches in, too. Like, he didn't. But obviously, Yair came back, too. I mean, it, it was just so minimalistic that what, what could you really get from it? You know what I mean? It was. We were just about to get going in that first exchange, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's really not a whole lot to really say about this one, just because, um, I mean, it's, it's it's just super unfortunate. Also, super unfortunate. have they confirmed running it back? Like, are they going to run it back for sure here in a few months? Well, that's, you know what? I had this in the the um, the extra, like, the, the topic section. We were going to talk about news and shit. It goes but, hand in hand, though, right? So. Well, let's just yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about it here. So, from my understanding, Brian's probably going to need surgery because this is actually oh, a recurring problem. Bad. Yeah, he, this is a recurring problem. It's like the third time it's popped out of place, and um, the more that shit keeps on popping out of place, that bodes well. Not that that does not bode well for his career, and he'll probably have to get surgery because it keeps on happening. So with that, the, the the arrangement for this fight, if you guys don't remember last week's episode or you're, you know, living under, living under a fucking rock or something, if uh, Yair won, he was going to get a title shot, whether that be interim or whatever it may be. Now, whenever that arrangement was made, that was back before Volk Holloway 3, where Volk broke his hand and Volk got guaranteed a lightweight title shot. So now we're in a position where apparently – Somebody asked Dana about it, about who Yair's going to fight next. Apparently, they're looking at an interim title with Josh Emmett, who just picked up a win a couple of weeks ago. Um, and for, for what it's worth, Volk yesterday went on the MMA Hour with Ariel Helwani. He signed off on the idea. He said, you know what? I got business to handle up at lightweight. I'm going to be out to, you know, at the very least, the first quarter of 2023. Do it. Yeah. Have, a, have a number one ready, number one contender ready for when I get back and we can fight for the title. 
Okay. Uh, so, Angel, uh, it's looking like we're probably going to get an interim title, Yair Rodriguez, Josh Emmett, more than anything. So Interesting. Max Holloway coming in hot. You know you know what's crazy, man? Is <laughs> That's actually a possibility. That is. I mean, it's not a possibility now unless somebody falls out of an injury, but... It's not too far fetched, but as far as as far as the Saints, it's looking like it's going to be a year Josh Emmett next. So, what do you think about that one? Man, I'm just trying to think of who they're going to fight after that man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I mean, it's interesting. It's a fun fight. I'll tell you that. I mean, Brian Brian will obviously be out. Max Holloway is number one behind that. They got Kelvin Cater, Arnold Allen, Korean Zombie, kind of out of the title picture at this point. Giga, Bryce Mitchell. So you kind of see the names that are coming to a picture here. I don't know, but you said in that statement that Volk had brought up, I need I need to handle business at 155. Does that confirm that Volk will be 100% next year be going up to 155 before returning uh, to 145? Then correct. He said he wants he said he wants to be active and he said he wants to fight at both. And he said that he wants the winner of a fight that uh, was announced, which we'll talk about in the MMA news section. But yeah, we'll, we'll double yeah. back to that. But we'll double back to that. But yeah, he he said that like his next fight, he wants to fight at 155. So that means Big Poppy Dana's down. Big, Big Poppy Dana confirmed if he beat Holloway, he'd give him the chance. And he be, oh. did defeat Holloway, obviously, oh. earlier this wow. month. So I'm assuming that means Big Papa Dana's going to let it happen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that, there was a lot of information that wasn't given very quick. They got confirmed in just that bit there. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, look, man, I mean, I'm I'm cool with it. I think, actually, this is actually super interesting. I really do, because I don't think – and Volk gave – I really do encourage people to either go to BJPenn.com and see what Volk said. Oh, um, nice plug. Nice plug in, Josh. I, <laughs> yeah, I, went and wrote, I wrote about it yesterday. I wrote a piece on it, so I really encourage people to go look at that. But um, You know why this is good, though? Why? Why is it good? Because, you know, Volk had – you know, Volk uh, – you know, there was contenders, people coming up. But now that you've got out of the picture for a little bit, it gives a lot of opportunities for guys who want to get to the title now, like guys like Arnold Allen. Bryce Mitchell, Musabari Valayev, you know, other – Giga potentially. you Sadiq know, maybe he Yusuf. Gets, Calvin Cater. There's a lot of Siddiquis. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. That reminds me of – there's guys out there – forget guys. There's guys out there like below Muhammad. I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> that was Bilal. That was Bilal who had just like gotten annihilated. He was getting annihilated by Leon Edwards until like an eye poke. Yeah, that was really funny. But yeah, I mean, hey, Sadiq Yusuf's not too far behind. I mean, it's it's he's really not. So he just got scheduled to fight. Uh, oh man, Giga, right? Yes. So there you go, man. But no, but yeah. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing that he'll kind of be out for a bit. And plus, that I wonder if Volk will go to one fifty five first in his return or one forty five. Yeah, I mean that's that's up in the air. I'm assuming that it's probably going to be one fifty five. Damn. That's what it, cause like I said, on, 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 uh, bjpen.com if you want to go and see what he said. Uh, it's most likely what he, uh, that's what he's targeting. And he brought up a really good point. He's like, you know, Yair and Josh Emmett, they're both on really, really good runs right now, but neither one of them have a point where they're screaming like, oh yeah, they need this title shot. They deserve this title shot. They both kind of are close, but they're not really there. So this win gives Volk somebody to fight whenever he's, finally back at, you know, 145. So I think it makes all the sense in the world. This is like the rare interim title that, like, really does make a lot of sense. Folks out due to injury, Andy's looking for a move to lightweight. There's uh-huh. no number one contender that's clear. And I generally, I don't have a problem with interim titles anyway because it just means that the fighters get paid more. So it's fine with me, you know? 
Yep, and it's, it's the one rare occasion where it kind of helps the division, I think. Yeah, it helps the division a lot because right now it's in it's honestly a massive lull. I mean, honestly, I mean, you have Holloway who's lost three times, you know, two guys at the top who are good contenders, but they're both coming off. I mean, Yair's won one fight in a row, you know, and it was due to like a controversial stop, not really controversial, but it was due to like a weird stoppage. So it's definitely, you know, it's kind of really, really, it's a weird position. So, um, I am ultimately cool with this happening. If Volk is, because normally champions bitch about interim titles. He's like, no, I, I don't really care. So I think, what a, I think what a he's Chad. cool with it. Yeah, if he's cool with it, I think we should be cool with it. So right. there you go. Um, yeah, man, I think we've spent enough time on that. And we'll obviously, I think we'll probably circle back around this discussion later on. But um, I think it is time to move on to the co-main events. And in the co-main events, Amanda Limos defeats Michelle Watterson. Um you know, full credit to Michelle Watson, actually. Uh, actually, now going by Michelle Watson Gomez. Um, she's been married for like a decade, but she decided to make the switch for some reason. Don't know why, but um, anyways, man. Yeah, I mean, I'll give Watson props. I think she looked a lot better in this than I expected. She she got a couple takedowns. She was looking good, but in that second round, Amanda Limo, she's not normally she's, – she's a heavy hitter, but she ends up putting on the guillotine – it was tight. There was no way she was getting out. She ended up getting the tap, and due to it, it was a tap that the referee missed, so it was a little bit, um, a little bit of an anticlimactic ending. But give me your thoughts on her performance. Give me your thoughts on her win. No, good victory. You kind of, you kind of, uh, kind of laid it out. I don't think I could lay it out any better. You gave a good uh, explanation of what kind of happened, and yeah, like you said, with the, the submission tap. I mean, uh, it, uh, we were, I was, we were confused at first. We're like, what the fuck, and. Uh, Luckily, you know, it was all all uh, respect between one of them, and you know, she's like, "Yeah, I did tap," and you know, it was all calm, and we didn't see the angle where the tap happened. We had we actually had to get a replay, and we saw, it, and it was like, "Okay, she tapped," but for a second, they were like, "What the fuck?" You know what I mean? Yeah, we were we were kind of worried. We thought some shit had gone down, but no, every, everything was fine. Uh, but it was it was a little sad though. I can't deny with you, something kind of in me was like, "Damn, that's uh, not expect that." And uh, a submission two out of Amanda Limos. I I didn't expect to finish like that, but good for her. Obviously, a different look, and uh, it must be good getting a win over someone like uh, Michelle Watterson, especially like that. Uh, mm. But but it's no surprise for me. She I think she moves up just one up the rankings. So good for Amanda Limos making her way back up because she definitely got pushed up pretty quick in that Andrade fight. Mm-hmm. And hopefully she keeps learning. Yeah, I'm sure she will. I mean, I, I think I think she looked, you know. I thought she looked really good here, man, and I think I think she still has a lot of potential because on Josh fight she got caught and she got caught in a really kind of odd, tricky submission, and you know, and I think maybe she got pushed a bit too soon too. Like she's she's a bit you know older, but she also doesn't have a whole lot of experience at the top level. So yeah, um, yeah, I mean, solid win by her. I mean, her and Michelle Watterson, I think they used to be training partners. So that's partially probably why Watterson was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I did tap. Like she didn't try any. Any fake tap bullshit, which we've seen on on the uh, chill, sudden. Yeah. I, I don't know what you mean. He thought it ended the round. I, I, that's kind of like the biggest issue. <laughs> he thought it ended the round. I don't think he did it like fake tap. You know, hit her with the Brazilian tap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have seen that on many occasions. But Michelle Larson, class act. I mean, she 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 gave it up. Didn't even bother making any excuses. She just went in and let it happen. So, yeah, I mean, props to Michelle Watson for admitting it. And overall, just a great win by Amanda, Amanda Limosh. As far as the rest of the card goes, man, uh, give me some fights you want to go ahead and talk about. I mean, we're, I think we're going to have to have a deep dive into this one, Josh, because it ended up having a lot of great fights and it being a really fun night. 
Let's go one down, Josh. I actually didn't think the Leech was going to win this. I'm not going to lie to you. But he did it, man. He got the sick finish over a Muslim Solikov, dude. Uh, apparently, they had trained before, uh, which I had no idea. Apparently, Solikov competed in uh, – I can't. I don't know what exact sport it was over there in China and won a title. And uh, I guess he was a big thing out there. Oh, it says here, Sun Shu. I, I just found mm. it on Tapology. It was very uh, – I didn't know what it was, but uh, they were talking about it. And uh, apparently, he's a known guy out there, and uh, that's pretty cool. So – and uh, for the leech, apparently it was a. Uh, I I didn't realize how how emotional and how important it was for him to to get that very specifically over Solikov. So that was very interesting to see. Mm. Yeah, the leech man. What I say last week, arguably the most entertaining guy in the UFC. Never in a boring fight. This one not boring as well. I mean, just uh, I love the kid, man. I mean, he he's just, he's just always going out there putting on bangers. And yeah, I mean, I'll admit it too. I was actually kind of thinking like, damn. It's going to be a rough matchup for him. Goes out there and just, just murks him, man. Huge By the way, right hand. For being 38 years old, bro, he can get that leg up there, bro. Oh, Holy yeah. Shit. He has some mean kicks, dude. But that heel kick is nothing to be reckoned with. Uh, his kick, his, uh, all his kicking attacks, man, that he has, dude, it's like a video game character, dude. It's, it's pretty impressive. Like, I was like, that's pretty sick. That's some of the most impressive kicks I've seen in. <laughs> like in my time watching this sport, so I mean, I'm, you know, credit to him for for having that ability. Yeah, I mean, dude's a savage. So, um, yeah, full props to him. But yeah, the leech that was that was a great win, man. Um, full props to him. Uh, what are some of the other fights we've been talking to on this one? We're gonna do the deep dive today. What one down, Josh? One of the most impressive come from behind performances I've seen in my whole life, man. It ended in a bloody murder, Josh. Match no versus Sumajir. Dude, holy shit, Josh. I thought this man was out on his feet about eight times in that fight in the mm-hmm. second round. But he just stuck in it, stuck in it. And I thought the fight was going to get stopped, but it didn't. Shout out to the ref for letting it go. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the most impressive come-behind performances I've seen, Josh. I can't, like, reiterate or explain it enough. It was just it was just so amazing. It, 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 I, I can't get over it. it. It's one of the best performances of the year, I think. It might be... It might be performance of the year. It was because he came back or come back at you. I don't, I don't know what you want to name. I, I just it needs some sort of award praise. I mean that shit should be in the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. Like it was it was beautiful. It genuinely might make the Hall of Fame in like five or six years. I mean this was just insane. Just back and forth in the first round, but then in the second round, Sumanjiri just starts going off. I mean this kid hits fucking hard, man. I mean we knew that going in, and he cracked him multiple times. Huge shots. It looked like it was going to be all over. And then Matt Schnell, like a fucking champion, comes back and just brutalizes him, gets a technical submission, chokes him out cold. I thought he was dead. I gotta be honest. Dude, with the blood on his face, it looked like, it looked like he had killed him, dude. It, it like, looked it was... like, he, and then, in, in, you know, poor Sue Jerry, he went out like a warrior. He wasn't tapping. He was going out, like, going out cold, man. And, um, yeah, I mean, he, I literally thought, I was like, holy shit, he might have just killed him. <laughs> Like, he, that's how it looked. Like, he looked like he fucking killed him. Uh, thankfully, Man. he didn't. Uh, but you can even tell, like, the broadcast is kind of concerned because they, they stopped showing Sue Montagieri. They were just showing Matt Schnell the entire time. Like, they, they did yeah. not bother showing the aftermath, you know? He, he ended up having an injury, though, I believe, afterwards that was disclosed. I'm, I'm not sure what it was off it was the top of my head. or something? Yeah, very heartbreaking, too. Yeah, so, I mean, look. Not, the, more, not the most heartbreaking moment of the night. We'll get to that one later. Oh, Jesus. 
Um, yeah, Mitsumo Jiri will be back, but damn, just what a performance, what a comeback by uh, Matchdown, man. Super, super impressive. And yeah, let's let's just go another one down. Let's just go one more down. Shane Burgos, Charles Ordain. I really just gotta I gotta ask this one, man. Um, do you agree? Yes. Do you agree with the decision? Yes. Uh, I don't think there's any controversy. I'm you don't think there's any controversy? No. I do. I will say this though. I don't think what was it, the twenty-eight twenty-eight score was uncalled for. I think that makes a lot of sense. Kind of. The twenty. I mean, was it twenty-eight? Was it twenty-twenty-eight or twenty-nine? Yeah. So guys, if you didn't have decision, excuse me, not miss decision. Um, majority decision. Twenty-nine twenty-eight. Twenty-nine twenty-eight. Twenty-eight twenty-eight. Um, my issue with that scorecard, if I remember correctly. I'm trying to pull up MMA decisions so I can get a look at the card. If I remember correctly, it was like he like it was like round two. The reason why it was like um, it was like a really fucked up card because then they gave rounds one and three to Jordan, and then two was a ten eight for Burgos. Wait, no that's sense. where the ten eight came? I believe so. Yeah. What? I thought the ten eight went for what's his name for Jordan in the moment in the round three. Yeah, you know that that you'd assume so because that makes sense. But. uh no, apparently not. Apparently that's not where that came from. Um, I'm trying to pull up the exact card, but... Yeah, I mean, I didn't have a crazy issue with the decision. I thought if you you could have leaned it for Burgos more than you could for Jordan. But I think the draw didn't make a, an extreme amount of sense, though. Like, I would have been very... Yeah, that's how that draw. card came. 10-9 uh, Jordan, and then a 10-8 for Burgos in round two, and then 10-9 for Jordan in round three. That's so whack. <laughs> that is super bizarre. Yeah, no, I, I think the draw made a lot of sense because it was kind of like a happy place for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. In a um, weird way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's super controversial. It, it wasn't. It wasn't a. I don't know, man. I got. I got to be honest. I, I gave it to Jordan. I gave rounds one and three to Jordan. I gave rounds. Um, I, I thought rounds two rounds bordered on a ten eight. Yeah, I will say that I wasn't like I wasn't like 100 percent sure with the 10-8, but I I like the 10-8 just for the sake of like I I don't know there's fights from like okay you know because of the performances I wouldn't have a big issue with it but uh I don't know I don't know exactly how I'm trying to word it but uh, e- either I wouldn't have been mad with either one of those three I just don't think Jordan clearly won the fight. Mm. Yeah, I mean I don't think it was I'm not gonna like you know. You're gonna die on the sword for it, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna die on the sword for this one. I mean, I, I just that's just how I saw it, honestly. Um, that's that. I mean, look, it was all right though. I thought it was still a really, really good fight. I don't think it lived up necessarily to the hype that I was kind of expecting. I mean, that like, third round was pretty high for Charles Jordan. I mean, it lived up to his hype for that one. It lived up to his hype, but Shane Burgos came out. Here. I did not expect Shane Burgos to come out here, flip the script, and start going for takedowns. You know something though? He looked really big. Oh, yeah, dude. I feel like Jordan... Did you more, notice that? I did, but also I feel like Jordan's small for 145. I have no proof to back this up, but I feel like he's a smaller smaller guy a lot of the time. I mean, that could have been a thing, too. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to bring up that weight thing later on with another fight. But, yeah, you're not wrong. That could also be a thing. But, yeah, Burgos looked fucking big, dude. I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to rewatch that uh, Moicano fight just yeah. to give a size comparison. But I feel like he looked a lot smaller in that fight compared to this fight because he looked thick. Yeah, he, he might have gotten bigger, honestly, like added more weight, but, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, look, solid win for him. I'm happy, I'm happy for Shane Burgos. I'm a big fan of his, and we'll see Charles with Jordan back. This is not the last time we've seen him. I mean, this kid's, 
He's still very young. I mean, that's that's the thing. He's 26 years old, so he'll be all right. Um, and, he, and you know, he's he's gonna get a nice little bit of treatment for obviously being very entertaining. Oh, dude, I I hope so. I mean, he's 26. It is UFC, so you you never know. I mean, maybe they'll throw him a, an, an additional 10k. You know. Oh, who knows? We'll see. Let's see, but anyways, man. Um, and then we'll just go one down again. Uh, Lauren Murphy defeating Misha Tate. This one wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, she put a beating on her. Hey, man, but Misha Tate stuck in it, dude. She was tough. She did, and, you know, she had some moments in there, but this is... I I, I did kind of wonder if this was, like, a fight where I'm like, man, if Misha's looking to just get a title shot, I don't know if this is the right matchup for her, man. Because Lauren Murphy's tough as hell. She's super strong for the weight class. Mm-hmm. She She's not there. Look. We saw in that Shevchenko fight that when it comes to, like, a fighter like Shevchenko, where you're like, she's good in all attributes, she's really, really good at striking. Lauren Murphy's not, like, a striker by trade, but especially moments, like, in the clinch, in wrestling situations, she's strong as hell, bro. I don't know what Misha Tate thought was going to happen, but, uh, yeah, it was a rough match. It was a matchup. Let's see, this is, this is what I was going to bring up. I feel like Misha came in a little too small, though. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if she removed it, and it's, you know, and at the same time, obviously, build and stuff like that makes a difference. But it was her first weight cut, dude, and she might have got rid of a little too much muscle, you know, whatever it may have been. But I saw Misha, and I, I was like, she looks a little too, you know, looks like a little too skinny. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, she did. She didn't look big for the weight class. If anything, if you would have told me that like one of these fighters is coming down from one thirty-five, I would have assumed it was Lauren Murphy. That's what I'm saying. That's like, what I'm if telling I didn't know you. the backstory. Because um, Misha looked a little small in there, dude. Like crazy small, but to me, I thought she looked a little small. I also thought she looked a bit small. Um, I mean, you saw a lot on her legs and her back. You know, like I, I could just tell, like she wasn't as full as she could be. I think she maybe maybe tried to do a little too much. I, I don't know. But this I, is also well, look. Also, this is her first time cutting down to one twenty five. That's what I'm saying too. So I wonder so, if she, I wonder if she's gonna be like, maybe I got a little bit of too much. Maybe I can keep on a little bit more. You know, whatever it may be, because. I mean, Lauren Murphy looked big in there compared to her. You know, you don't say that a lot for a lot of female fighters either. You know what I mean? That's not really a thing you'd be saying for female fighters. Like, oh, dang, this female fighter looked a lot bigger than this chick or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I expect her to to do better, honestly, like to look better in terms of um, yeah. if she fights at 125 again, I think she'll be a lot better, especially with her cut. Because, like, first time, dude. So I'm not really – I think yeah. she'll be all right. So, um, yeah, man. I, I I think she'll be okay, but – yeah, I mean, yeah, they really launched her in here, though. Yeah. They really tried to push her. I feel like they should have gave her someone more in the middle pack, like a Jennifer Maya, you know what I mean? Andrew Lee. I would have loved to have seen uh, some grappling exchanges with Jennifer Maya, but... That's what I'm saying. I feel like they should have gave her more of a middle of the pack. That way she could have built up, but they were like, nah, fuck that. <laughs> Guess so, man. Um, yeah, that, I mean, them's the breaks, you know? That's a tough matchup for them, man. It's a really tough match. We'll see where they go from here. I mean, the Lord Murphy, dude, I said it on Twitter, because, like, I know that Laura Murphy was, like, a pretty big dog going into this fight, too. Like, I don't know exact betting odds, but I know she was an underdog. And I, mean, I was like, dude, how many fights is, is this fucking girl going to have to win before people realize, realize she's good? You know? And apparently she was really sick during the Chevchenko fight. She um, had Cedif. Yeah. Which I don't know a whole lot about. But I know it's, like, an infection. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Look, dude, she's very good. And I don't know how long it's going to take you to realize she's very, very good. But she's very, very good. Like, 
There's a re- like I don't even whenever she got her title shot, she was like she had to win like what six fights in a row. Like I don't. Yep. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, she's coming back for that belt though, Josh. Valentina Shevchenko, you better watch out. I think her and her and Chukagian are just gonna have to. They're just gonna keep on like fucking winning fights until they're. You know what I mean? Like they're just gonna be forced. Like uh-huh. they're they're just gonna have to get in that position. Like they're just gonna win until the they like they're gonna have to force the UC to get in that title shot. Right. They're not gonna stop winning fights. So. Um, we'll see what happens though. Uh, as far as the prelims go, man, um, you just want to go one down. Yeah, we got it. Dude, it was that good of a card. Ali Soriano, <laughs> Dolce. Uh, I still don't know how to pronounce this kid's name. Um, you want to go forward, Angel? Lam Lamguglia, maybe. L- Lumengalia. Yeah, I already, I already he, fucked up. Yeah, it, it, we pr- pronounced his name wrong, and um. And he got put out cold. So, yeah, rough, rough night at the office. For it was him. a beautiful overhand left to an uppercut, though. Yeah. Well, I said rough night at the office. Rough uh, afternoon at the office. <laughs> That's – I, dude, I, as much that as I love – That might be even worse. No, I'm just kidding. As much as I love morning cards, dude, it's like – fuck, man. I mean, this guy got knocked out at, like, noon. Like, it's just, and he has like to the rest of his day knowing that they happen, right? Yeah, I mean, that's – imagine getting knocked out at noon. You have to go do the rest of your day. Like, that, that fucking sucks, dude. With a headache, dude, you know? Yeah, you're, like you – You don't even – it's not like you got knocked out at, like, 9 at night. You're like, oh, shit, at least I get to go home and sleep. Exactly. Now you got to walk around. Your fucking team probably wants to go visit New York, you know? And you have like, to go yeah. look at fucking Lady Liberty with a headache, you know? Not even that, dude. They're gonna leave you behind, and you just gotta, you know, you gotta chill and feel like shit. Exactly. Like, you, you, you're in New York for the first time, so you want to go visit around. But if you go outside, you have a fucking concussion. You know, you can't, you can't go out and see bright lights. You know, like, what, a, what a terrible time to get knocked out. But, um, that's like some high school shit, dude. Like, dudes get knocked out of the bathroom at 9 a.m. Like, you guys, <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Anyways, great performance by him. Great performance by Soriano. Um, and, but you know what's an even better performance of that? Ricky man, Simone, dude. I didn't think it was going to be, not this easy, but I didn't think he'd do it like this. Yeah, I mean, it was easy as hell. I mean, he takes Jack Shorzo, dude, and he did it in easy fashion, submission, arm triangle, choke in the second round. Ricky Simone, dude, I think because he came to the UC so young. I mean, he was, it's been like, what, four years since he lost to Faber? Yep. And he's only 29 now, so it was like a 25-year-old kid, and he's fighting Uriah Faber, like, on uh, ESPN. That's that's crazy to think about. But this kid's only getting better, dude. I mean, you saw it in that. Even in him beating a Sun Sal, a lot of people kind of overlooked it because, like, a Sun Sal's had a couple losses. But, like, Sun Sal's so fucking good, though. He's good, and also, like, Simone smirked him. Like, it wasn't even close for a single second, so... Yeah, man. I mean, give me your give me your thoughts of Ricky Simone because this is a kid that like I'm super high on. He called out Sean O'Malley, and I don't know if they'll make that fight next, but I'll be damned if I don't want to see it. I mean, that's you know he wants to shut him up, and I mean he's below him now in the rankings. I mean, if he wants to take that risk, he can. I mean, Song Yadong is book. Pedro Munoz is out. Dom Cruz is looking for a fight. I think Rob Font is the only available guy. Above him at this point, so I guess if he wants to call out guys below him, feel free, my guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we'll see what happens with O'Malley. O'Malley teased that he might fight Peter Yon next, which I bet fucked it. Apparently, that's uh, I would not do that if I were him. 
Yuri Allen's going to come back for a fucking vengeance, dude. So, um, who knows who that's going to be against, though? Yeah, I think it'd be an interesting fight, though. But if you're just going straight to the top, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Um, but anyways, man, uh, moving on down the card, um, with that, though, Josh, before you move on, yeah, Umar no, broke into yeah, the rankings right. after that. Say that again? Umar moved up into the rankings after that. Really? Yeah, he's 14 now. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, because Ricky Simone went up too, moved a bunch of people down, and Umar's number 14. Now Jack Shore at 15, which is crazy that Jack Shore has the record he has, and he's ranked number 15 in the division. Hmm. Yeah, I feel so bad for Jack Shore. Like, obviously, it was it was a great win for Ricky Simone. I'm a big Ricky Simone guy, so I'm happy for him. But at the same time, like, man, Jack Shore never got the push whatsoever. And uh, he's 27, though. He has a long time. No, he does. But, damn, the kid got no promotion, got his O taken. He was even <laughs> he's fighting on the prelims, man. I mean, I don't know. It's unfortunate. But, yeah, he'll be, he'll be back. He'll be back. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, one down. Bill Alguio defeating Herbert Burns. This that was, was really, sad. This was sad, yeah. Um, do we know I mean, what happened? Do I know what happened? Do we know do what we, happened as far as, like, if there was an injury? I'm assuming he he fucked up something in his leg. We don't know for sure, though. I don't, I don't think so. You saw the picture of Gilbert carrying him out? Like, yeah, that was There's, depressing. People, people were clowning him for it, dude, but I'm like... I was like, y'all need to understand, like, this is a little bit more different than, like, you know what I mean? It's it's not just that simple, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I did not like, and I saw people, some some people clowning on it, and I thought that was so fucking stupid. Like, you guys don't. I was like, I'd love to see any of you guys in this situation and see how you guys are dealing with it. Well, they're all, I mean, anybody who, this is, this is what it generally comes, like, for example, I think, generally think any person who clowns on a fighter for, like, any, anything relating to that, I think they're just a fucking... I was just really confused during the fight more than anything. I'm like, what's going on? You know what I mean? Is he okay? Yeah. You know, like, I didn't know what was going on. And then I realized, oh, fuck, he got hurt. And then, you know, shout out to Gilbert for being a good brother. I don't know if he's the older or younger brother, but whatever it may be. I think he's the older brother. I'm like 99% sure. If he is, I mean, shout out to him for being a good brother and, you know, obviously looking out for his, you know, looking out for his mans. But damn, dude, that shit was sad to watch. I mean, you, you hate to see it, dude. You actually hate to see it because. Uh, it, it looked like he quit, but it's not like he wanted to quit. You know what I mean? No, no, no. He didn't want to quit at all. I mean, he couldn't, couldn't, but he couldn't even get to his feet. I mean, yeah, no, it, it was very sad uh, to see the fight end the way it did, and then for him to be made fun of, and the, the way that people were expressing it, 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 it was like I, I don't know. It, it just, it just didn't sit well with it. It was a whole new level of disrespect because I, I thought it was very endearing that his brother decided to carry him out, you know, be like, fuck the stretcher, dude. Like, let's go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and the people were clowning on it. And I, I just, MMA fans are something else, man, because I think, like, I was like, dude, some people wish they had that kind of relationship with their family like that, dude. Like, let alone, you know, just that. Well, just like, just like clowning on a fighter for, like, losing a fight in general is, like, the worst thing. Like, where I think we're, like, becoming, like, the fucking. You were like like the NBA fan base is like probably the worst fan base in, like that I follow. You know what I mean? Of a sport that I follow, we're you getting like there. I'm trying to think, I don't know, dude. I think I feel like all combat's pretty toxic. To I mean, yeah, to an extent, but it's like now I feel like we're starting to get even worse. I mean, the like, NBA NBA people just they turned their backs really quick. I'll say that. Where I feel like MMA slash boxing fans they they either love you or hate you depending. 
I mean, I think it, I think it's just like the real casual fan bases that really. I feel like, well, fuck. This is actually a better question. What fan? Which what sport has the worst casual fan base? Hmm. And what sport has the best? You know, like non-casual. You know, like diehard. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I have, I have no clue. I have no clue. It's a good question, though, isn't it? Yeah, but I just like it's like for for example, and I actually just, fuck I that just, it's fighting, dude. It's fighting. I hate when retards speak. Ah, fuck. God damn it. Hey, when dumb people talk about fighting, I'm sorry anybody who got offended by that. It's all right. I'm, um, not, I'm just really triggered, Josh. I'll, I'll, I'll express it like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. It's just it's frustrating. It's like, for example, like I can't I can't stand it when people shit talk fighters for losing a fight or they act like they're not tough or they're scared or it's like like you don't really you don't really grinded my gears. When I saw the fucking Nelk boys, like, backstage talking shit to Henry Cejudo, like, Henry Cejudo, like, Henry, you're a pussy, like, blah, 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 like. I know that dude, was, a, that wasn't serious, though. I did see that clip. Yeah, come on, dude. Henry, Henry, if there were, it was, if it was Henry Cejudo versus, like, all the Nelk boys out in the forest, and they're fighting to the death. <laughs> one by one. That, that five, four manlets coming back home. Like, that's just, <laughs> that's just the way, that, that's the way it goes. I mean, I just can't take anybody talking. Well, dude, as, like, as someone who, like, obviously practices sport, and obviously I didn't get to compete at a high level or any really, like, good level to begin with, I just have, like, I have a deep appreciation for anybody who competes in combat to the greatest extent, because I just, I know the level of effort it takes to an extent. Obviously, I'll never know the level it takes at that kind of level, but I understand, like, you've trained before. I understand the feeling of like feeling like shit, losing, you know, and it just being you because there's nothing like there's no competition or sport. There's there is like wrestling and shit where it's just you. If you lose, it's on you. You know what I mean? Yeah. There is nothing like it. In basketball, you got a teammate. Maybe someone fucked up a pass, fucked up a play call. In football, how many motherfuckers on a football roster, Josh? Uh, 53. 53 fucks you can blame on, dude. You know what I mean? And it might not even, you might not even be necessarily one person, but at least and you have the coaching staff and, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and in soccer, you know, 11 man, you know what I mean? You can blame it on, you know, that's not including the reserve and the bench. You know what I mean? Like, there is nothing like fighting, like losing a fight that is the most mentally emotional draining shit in the world. And then let alone having a fight camp and then having to win your fight and it made to make your, your win and show pay, like it's it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I agree. It's one of those things. Like I think anybody that like, <laughs> you know what I, I thought about what? real quick before you go. I, you know, I was like, dude. Sometimes I'm like, I I get why these fighters get pissed at some of these uh like uh, some of the people in the media, and they're like, yeah. I, I wish some of these fucks could fight, dude. I'm like, dude. Sometimes I wish people would make some of these fans fight. I was like, dude, I love to see someone train. For this amount of time, and then go fight, and then fight a fucking good fighter <laughs> with the game plan they have, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I like, I'd like to see, like, I generally think anybody talks shit on these fighters. I'm not even saying to have a fight. I just want you to go train like jujitsu or kickboxing for like just like a couple of months. Just do it, because like you're you're gonna get your ass kicked by like everybody. <laughs> that's that's one of the big things you do when you first start uh, like competing anything like that. You get your ass handed to you, and that's one of the reasons I haven't gone and done jujitsu, Josh. Because I'm like, damn, I really just I know I'm gonna get my ass handed to me every day, but that's part of the process. Yeah, I mean, it's an extremely humbling experience, you know. Like, yes, and I'm aware of it. I know what will happen when I eventually go. I'm like, 
But I was like, I need to embrace the suck. I know I'm going to get my ass kicked, and I just need to just need to accept it. And I'm not. I'm not like some. Some guys are gonna like take us like. If you go, for example, if anybody's listening to this and you're like thinking about going and you like you go and you just get like your ass kicked in like kickboxing or something, that's like different. Like uh, there's some guys who are like assholes who are gonna take it out on you. Oh yeah. But, but I'm not even referring to those people. I just mean like in general. Like you're gonna, dude. Like a girl's gonna fuck you up. Like that's like that's right? just how it goes, dude. A, a, a blue a blue belt who's. And she's five foot two and weighs like one twenty five. Is gonna choke you out. She's gonna fuck you up, and that's just how you're. That's that's what you're gonna have to deal with, you know. But like these MMA fans, they don't because everybody knows what it's like to go out and like throw a football or like play basketball, and they can like compartmentalize in their head like, oh, I would have made that shot or whatever, you know. But it's like they don't know what it's like to like not everybody. Yeah, but I I love to see you land a combination on Floyd Mayweather, dude. I love to see you eat a shot from from Francis and Ghana. I love to see you take a Hinata Moikana leg kick more than one time. And that, and that's one of those things, man. Like I, I've never had like an MMA fight before, but like I I treat these people with respect because they're doing shit that I know that I can't do. Like I've, I've done forms of like, I've done, I grew up doing karate. I've done some kickboxing. I know that I'd get my ass kicked by every single member of the UFC roster. Like I have like an appreciation for that, you know, like even though it's not like at the top level, like I know, like I know, like I, but even then, like the, the limited form that I've done, I'm like, this shit is hard, man. Like you understand, it, it almost makes you wonder, like, there's like, how is it at the top level? You know what I mean? That's why you appreciate this. Well, that's so why much. I want to grapple Habib. I just want to, I just want to. <laughs> you just want to know how it feels to feel like shit. I just want to know what it's like, you know, because like I can get too, I can get tooled by some like black, like not black, but blue belt, but like. This this is like the just to know what the difference is. You know what I mean? Like I, just want to, I would just want to feel real pain. <laughs> It would be crazy, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just something, something interesting. But anyways, man, I think it's about time we moved on because we've strayed so far away from the original conversation. <laughs> it's just, uh, Dustin Jacoby knocked out John John. Is Dustin Jacoby like the most slept on man at 205? Uh, and I, I, John John. Isn't he in the rankings? Yeah. Number 14. Let's get it, King. He's number 14. And he's on a, let me count it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's on a nine-fight unbeaten streak, and he's only ranked 14. I, I feel I feel like they're going to give him a, a decent, like, ranked opponent, though. I, I don't think so. I don't think I, so. I, I think they will. I think he will just because he, he's capable of finishing fights. He speaks English, and he's American. Not saying that in any, like, kind of, like, you know, like, demeaning way to the rest of the division. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll... We'll see what happens. I don't. I don't. I don't know though. I mean, I think. I, I think they will. I think they will. I think he'll push for it. And if his if his management's good, they they'll they'll get him a good fight and a good opponent in a good spot, potentially like on a main card or something. Like he will. Mm-hmm. He's deserving of it. There's just no way, and especially at two hundred five. You know, I, I think they have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I agree. They should. I just don't know if they will. And I, I, mean, I, I think, think I think they will. You need to have a little bit of faith. Yeah. Hey man, we we're, we hype up people, bro. King shit only, Josh. I know. I know. I I I, I like I like hyping him up too because he's a good dude, you know. And I hope to see him get a a, a good fight next. But um, doesn't solve us to feed Dwight Grant. Not a whole lot of thoughts on that one personally, but uh, I gotta give a, it up for that was a, that was a fun little performance though. No, it was it was a nice fight. It was a solid performance for him, you know. Um, just not to me. Uh, Justin Stolfis, one of those guys who uh, he needed a win like this badly. Um, he lost three in a row. But I mean, you see and, the opponents though, Josh. So like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gerald Mishart held off Oveeda and Kyle Locke. So three killers. 
So they still needed this money to stay in the UFC. I'm pretty sure. So. Oh, 100 percent, 100 percent. You're not wrong about that. But damn, those were some hard ass fights. Yeah, true. Uh, regardless, though, great performance by him. Uh, and lastly, repping the 405, uh, Emily Ducote. I pumped her up last week. I've pumped her up for a long time. I mean, I, I mean, I remember watching her back in Bellator in like 2016, thinking like, damn, this girl's got some talent, man. She was so young then. She's only 28 now, and like. Goes out there, puts a beating on Jessica Panay, like just battered her. Um, so great performance. She's already ranked in 115, so you love to see it, man. So couldn't be happier for her. What, what are your thoughts on her performance? Uh, like we're talking a little bit in the green room, man. It was it was impressive, and yeah, I've been talking to her about her for a while, and uh, we got to see it. Battered that leg up, man. That was, uh, I mean, leg kicks are the shit, bro. <laughs> Check them kicks. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, she she was like a Diaz brother out there, dude. Like she was not checking any kicks, zero fucks given. Uh, just been a game as hell, but just a rough night at the office for her. So, um, I keep on saying night. This fight took a clock, took place at like ten a.m. It was like, a rough afternoon. <laughs> terrible. Not even not even afternoon. This is the first fight in the car. They're fighting at like ten fifteen a.m. Like, it was a rough morning. morning. Yeah, terrible morning. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's all we got for UC Long Island. UC London though. Coming up this Saturday at the O2 Arena in London, England. Fucking great card, Angel. Pump for this one, bro. Let's go. Let's go, champ. Main event, Curtis Blades, Curtis Razor Blades, coming off of an annihilation of Kyle Daw. Actually, not Kyle, Jesus. Chris Dawkins. Earlier this year, knocked him out. He's won something like seven of his last eight fights. He does have a loss to uh, Derek Lewis in there. Uh, but outside of that, he's just looked dominant. He's taking on Tom Maspal, who, uh, for lack of a better term, he's kind of like the new toy in the heavyweight division. Every once in a while, you get like a, a new prospect rising up, and they just look phenomenal. And he he's cleared prospect status, man. If there were any questions about that kid, after he dominated Volkov, it's gone. This kid's the real deal. He's 29 years young, and uh, he, he looks like he'd be fine for the UFC title sooner rather than later. Winner here is in an opportune time. Like, the heavyweight division is in a really bad position right now. Nganu's out, Stipe's out, John Jones never probably going to fight again, and they just need somebody to rise up, you know? And the winner of this is in a great position, man. What do you think about this fight? Who do you got? Man, I, I kind of wanted you to go first, not going to lie. <laughs> oh, you want me to go first? Please. I'll go, uh, yeah, easy, dude. Um, not easy, necessarily. Uh, but I'm, I'm, a big, I'm, I'm big on Curtis Blade's Twitter, hashtag Curtis Blade's Twitter. Uh, I'm leading the charge Razor over there. Blades. Razor Blade, yeah, this kid's... Look, man, because the the division is the way that it is, because he has uh, two losses to Nganu, and because he has that loss to Derek Lewis, which got turned into a meme, you know, um, people just really sleep on this guy. Oh, the, the thumbs up. I forgot. Yeah. That. He's okay. People, people just sleep on this guy, man. Like, they really, really do. And I don't know. Um, you know, some people might point it to, like, oh, he's had a couple fights that are not super, you know, entertaining, I guess. Um, but look, man, he's, he's so, he's so good. And I think when it comes to this fight, if there's one thing we have not seen Tom Aspinall tested in, and it's, I just think he actually has pretty good offensive wrestling, but defensive wrestling. Uh, Curtis Blades is an incredible wrestler. Really, nobody's been, the exception of Ngannou has been able to stop him to this point. Um, so we're going to find out a lot about Tom Aspinall. As of now, I am going to pick Curtis Blades, dude. I think, like, he's improving his striking a lot. 
He's still only 31 years old, and I think it's his time, dude. I really do think it's his time. It is, right now, his division is in such a bad place, and a big win here can get him right there, dude. So I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's his time, man. I'm gonna go ahead and take him. Oh man, Josh, I was really conflicted on this one. Originally, I was gonna pick Curtis Blades, look, and uh, I picked. We both picked up against Aspen last time. We thought Volkov was gonna come out here, do some work with his experience. Stand up being the case. I think for Aspinall, and he mentioned this recently, I was listening to the podcast, he was like, you know, he's like, the only thing I'm lacking right now is experience compared to a lot of these guys, but he's like, look, there's not a lot of shit on me out there right now. He's like, I'm finishing fights in a variety of ways, different techniques. I'm showing that I'm well-rounded. Uh, he's like, I, I really haven't put in that much time in the octagon as far as like my actual fight time. I've been, cause I've been, I've been ending it. And, uh, look, I, originally I was going to pick Blades. I'm gonna pick Aspinall, man. I I feel bad for picking against him last time. I I just I was just I was like I think Volkov's gonna do it. I think he's just gonna give uh him too much trouble. But uh I don't know. I have to, I have a weird feeling that he's gonna uh, Aspinall's gonna do some shit, cement himself as one of the big top names in this division after this win, and potentially be getting himself in some title talk uh, uh talks, potentially uh fighting the winner of Tuivasa versus uh uh Sorogat, potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, I, I could see Aspinall winning this one, absolutely. It's just right now we've not seen his wrestling tested, and I think um, I'm, I'm just really high on Curtis Blades. I have been for a long time. And I, think I, I don't disagree with you. I think I, I don't think either – I don't think – I don't think there's a super clear choice just because one guy has a lot of questions and a very high ceiling, and the other guy is very clearly super talented and just has been caught twice by two of the heaviest hitters in the whole division, two, I mean the two deadliest guys in the division when it comes to that aspect of the game so i mean it's not like uh it, I, I just don't think there's a bad choice right now i think after the fact we'll learn a lot we'll we'll get a lot of questions answered and if you know be a lot of i think it's a lot more tom Aspinall than curtis blades right now if i'm being honest with you mm-hmm. for sure for sure man um and look man it, well we're talking about the main event the main event's super compelling i think the co-main event's just as compelling despite the fact that it is a short notice fight uh jack hermanson um, right there at middleweight, ranked number eight, still trying to get to that title fight against Israel Adesanya. It feels like for, for like the last two or two years now, two, three years, it's like he's right there, but he just can't get over the hump, you know? Lost to Cannoneer, and if he would have beat Cannoneer, he would have got a title shot. Lost to Vittori, where if he would have beat Vittori, he would have got a title shot. And then lost to Strickland, where if he beat Strickland, he would have probably faced Alex Pajero with the chance of getting a title shot. So he's right there, man. And he's taking on... Chris Curtis, Chris Curtis, who, yes, just fought, like, three weeks ago against Rodolfo Vieira, uh, and he beat him. He's won three fights in a row in the UFC, somehow is not ranked. Uh, but here he is with a chance to break, not only into the rankings, break into the top ten. I like this fight a lot, man. What do you think? I love it, man. I love it for Chris Curtis. He has to be one of the best stories in MMA right now, man. I, I bring it up each time he fights. I mean, he's been so active since coming into the UFC. Uh last year and he's killing it it's it's just amazing and i think the one good for him thing for him is that he doesn't have a lot of footage on him just as well he does have a you know he obviously had a decision in his last fight he showed how good his takedown defense was on that against Rodolfo Vieira and uh man Josh if i'm him that makes it 9 i get on that mic and i call out Alex Pajero Josh mm if he wins, I know, I know that's a bit out there. Obviously, be his first ranked opponent being beat, but I'd be like, hey man, how many ranked opponents have you guys beat? How many ranked opponents have I just beat? I'm on a nine fight win streak. You're on a what fight win streak? 
Let's get it. I want, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm just, I just put, putting it out there in the universe, Josh. I think Chris Curtis should do that if he is to win. Yeah, no, I agree. And the thing is about Chris Curtis is like, he's, he just, for some reason, he showed him, I don't want to say disrespect, because rankings are technically made up by the media. You know, there are selected media members. I don't fucking know any of them. I don't know who any of these people are. Like, can you, like, <laughs> For some reason, there are certain media members who get this opportunity um, and to rank. So it's not really UFC giving disrespect, but, man, I feel like this kid, man, the, the people he's beaten and the fashion that he's beating him, the fact that he's not ranked, it is, it is, he's going to need something big in order to get that chance. And I think what you just said, him calling out Pahey, even if it won't result in the fight, which probably won't, go for it. He, I, he, think he I hope I hope he does it, man. I hope he fights for it, man. Because this this is what he's been doing. He's been fighting too long. He's here right now. He's on this fat win streak, man. And if he wins, you know, because obviously we don't know yet. If he beats Jack Hermanson, which I think he can do, and I think he will do, he needs to call out Alex Bahia. He needs to call out him over Israel Adesanya, and he needs to demand that fight, man. He needs to sell himself greatly. I hope he does if he is to win. So you're you are just to confirm you are you're picking Chris Curtis. You think you I I am picking Chris Curtis. I think Chris Curtis wins. All right, nice. Cause so do I. I think if there's a fight that uh, Chris Curtis is going to take on short notice, this was the one. Yep. You know he just fought Hodolfo Villa, took pretty much no damage. You know, and that entire fight, all he did was drill takedown defense. Now what is he doing? He's fighting another grappler. Yep. So, I mean, I think this is the perfect time for him, the perfect fight for him to really step in on short notice. And I also think he gets to win. I think he does it in a big fashion. I'm going to go and say I think he gets a knockout just for the sake of throwing that out there. Dude, um, he's going to, dude, no, knock, he's going to knock him down and then submit him, put him to sleep. Ooh, that'd be sick. That'd be pretty cool. But uh, I don't know about that. But we'll see what happens. I would not be surprised. I'm, just, I'm, Josh, I'm putting 400 down on Chris Curtis via submission second round. Just you wait. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, yeah man. we'll see when I'm a millionaire. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, this card's pretty awesome, man. Um, let's just go one down. Why not, shall we? I mean, uh, he, Patty, we have to. I mean, he's he's yeah. the biggest guy in England right now, right? When it yeah, comes to Patty the Batty Pimplet. He's back. He's not only just back, but he's fighting our boy. We're big Jordan fans. Levitt. Yeah, winner of this might be ranked a lightweight straight up. He's Jordan Levitt. He's not like your normal Patty the Batty opponent. Jordan Levitt's really fucking good. <laughs> this kid is ten and one, you know, uh, like four and one in the UFC. Um, he's had some incredible wins. That inverted triangle was dope. That Matt Wyman just annihilated him with a knockout. That was that was evil, dude. <laughs> yeah, that that was just savagery. So yeah, I mean, give me thoughts on this matchup and how uh, excited you are for it. It's fun, man. Obviously, on the ground, I think it's going to be a big question if they end up going down there, who's going to be able to implement their jiu-jitsu game better on the feet. I got to give it a little bit to Patty, man, over over Jordan. But Jordan got a little bit of hands, too. We haven't got to see, like, a super great amount of it because he's really awkward. And he's just, I mean, in general, like, like his personality is just kind of, it's all, not to say in a bad way, different. I was going to say weird, but different. Mm-hmm. It's, but the same way, Patty's the same way. Everything he does is just a little different, you know? So yeah. I think this is, this is going to be a fun matchup because I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. You know what I mean? I don't know if someone's going to go for, like, fucking flying triangle off the bed. If it's going to be a crazy stand-up war, you know, how, how they're going to engage. It's going to be real, real interesting. And, and then just the difference of personalities and how they are, man, it's, it's just a fun matchup. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man, this is a super fun matchup. And uh, Jordan Levitt's already given his prediction. He said he's going to go out there, beat him, and then twerk on him. So uh, <laughs> Twerk in England, baby. He's going to twerk on him and uh, cause a riot. So, yeah, I, I hope so. That would be dope. So <laughs> I, I feel like no matter what, we're going to love it, though. Yeah, I think no matter what, it's going to be a fun fight. Because, like, this is a rare fight where, like, Paddy Vatty can crack, but he's a grappler by trade. And so is Jordan Levitt. But Jordan Levitt can also crack. He's not, he's not, you know. You wouldn't expect it, though. No, he's not a striker by trade, but, like, you know, super strong guy. So we'll see what happens, man. Very, very excited for that one. And we'll go with another one down, dude. Uh, Alexander Gustafson, like, the most low-key. This fight's so low-key. I mean, I never see – I haven't seen anybody talk about this one, like, outside of us, literally. Like, nobody. Uh, he's back. The return. Uh, his first fine fight – first time fighting in over two years, but more than that, this is his first time fighting a light heavyweight since June 1st, 2019, which is the loss to Anthony Smith. Um, he's thinking about Nikita Krylov. Nikita Krylov, um, rough, rough stretch, rough stretch for him, man. Rough stretch. Um, he lost, lost to Paul Craig last time also at UFC London. Uh, he lost to Magomed Ankalaev. He did beat Johnny Walker in between there, and then he also lost to Glover. Um, I like this fight a lot. I think it will be a lot of fun. I think it will be a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, man, tough fight for Gus to come back for, but I also think it makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, man, um, I'm I'm really excited for this one. Are you excited for Gus to return? I think I am, man. I'm curious to see what's still left in the tank, right? You know, I think mm-hmm. that's the big question. And once again, man, they're giving him one of those guys who's kind of more on the back end, you know, like but you know, like not middle of the pack, but damn near close to it. Like this is a good fight for him to return to if they want to see if he's still at a high level. Definitely, and we know that he's not prime Gus. We know that he's past his best years, probably, but. Still probably put, have some fun stuff out there, man. I still think that he has some stuff left off of the game. I don't think – and his losses have been so weird, too. I mean, he lost to um, he lost to Verdum in, like, seconds, and that was just a terrible matchup for him. It was uh, heavyweight, Especially too. up to heavyweight. Yeah, heavyweight. I don't know why he took that one. But he lost to Anthony Spin. That was a back-and-forth fight. He got submitted at around four, and then he lost to Pico Graham John. So it's like – it's such a weird yeah. – it's such a weird streak. And, so. and before that, he beat the last two champs. Yeah, so there you go. Um, that must feel. I wonder if that's what's giving him kind of the confidence to return. Probably, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah, I mean Gus. Gus, like, like you said, I mean he beat Glover, and just, that that might be like back. To you know, back. like you know how we talk about like we talked about this before, but like guys that are just like the greatest, like on a single night fight, like Connor against Eddie, Max against Ortega. Gus versus Teixeira is really underrated in that discussion. Like, it's, it's, it's a, a he's given fight of the night for it. That should have been performance of the night. That fight wasn't even close for a single second. Like, he just, if it wasn't for Glover being one of the most durable fighters in MMA history, like, that fight would have been over in round one. Like, he just could not miss. Like, he was landing every single thing that he wanted to land. And prior to that, he beat Jan. So, um, so yeah, man, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I am very excited for his return. Uh, as far as the rest of the card goes, man, I know there's a couple of fights on the main card that I'm sure you probably want to talk about. But which ones are you most looking forward to outside of the ones we've already discussed? we got to highlight the the, the, the low-key, but not-so-low-key guy at 205, man. Paul Craig, Josh, against Vulcan Ozdemir. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited. I'm curious to see if Paul Craig's going to keep, keep on rolling. Because I remember you told me he, he was thinking about retiring at at this point in his career. And he's stringing them together, man. He's strung them together, and he's and he's finishing fights. And 
Reed's walking here, man. That's another one. That's a that's a nice little win streak. We're getting into title talks, man. Another guy like right there, man. Like if you get this one, you're you're in there with the big boys: Thiago Santos, Anthony Smith, Mohamed Ankalaya, Rockage, Bohovic, Teixeira, all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's a guy that he's gonna win. He's gonna he's one of those guys. Like, we talked about it earlier with um, you know. Funnily enough, we talked about it with uh, Lauren Murphy, but I feel like Paul Craig is a similar guy. I don't think he usually wants to give him a top shot, but he's gonna fucking win and force it. Like he's gonna he's gonna win until you know he gets that title shot. I mean, he's on a crazy streak right he's now. A, he's a funny guy, dude. He has a good personality. The Bear Jew, yeah, that's a yeah. He's a, he's a great personality, funny nickname, you know. Smart guy too. Um, and he's fighting Vulcan. I'm a big Vulcan guy. I've talked about it before. I'm a big, that whenever he first came to the UFC, he was just knocking motherfuckers senseless, just, and a lot of the time, he was knocking them out with, like, weird shots where, like, it doesn't even look powerful, but next thing you know, it's like, boom, dude's that gold, you know? Um, he's had a bit of a rough stretch since then, but he did get the title shot. He's had some nice moments. Um, he's lost two in a row, though, so I hope to see him get back on the right track here. As much as I love Paul Craig, I, I could see, Vulcan upsetting him here. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, we skipped right over Meatball Molly. Molly McCann, she's back. That should be a fun one. Against Hannah Gold, your favorite fighter. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know why he wants to. I think it's just think it's funny. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hannah Gold is coming off a good win, though. She beat she Emily, be- Emily Whitmire. Submission. She uh, broke her arm. Oh, fuck. It was that one. I remember. Last that. September. Yeah. yeah. So, That's a while back now. Yeah, it was a while back, but yeah, this should be a really fun fight. They both like they both come to bang, so this should be this should be pretty fun. Uh, Meatball Molly, man, I think a women's flyweight. I do think she can make a run. I, I don't think it's that far out of the question. Like she had a pretty good fight with Talia Santos, and we just saw what Talia Santos did. So um, yeah, man, she's won two fights in a row. So we'll see what happens there. Um, moving down to the prelims, pretty stacked prelim card, man. Pretty stacked. Uh, Mason Jones is back. Short yeah, notice, not, by the way. Yeah. And last time out, he beat our boy David Onama. So, yeah, he's he's replacing Ignacio Bamadez. May probably pronounce his name wrong, but that's the guy. That's the kid who uh, beat Rongju earlier this year uh, with a Bravo choke. So, yeah, man. Um, and he's gonna be fighting Luval Klein. That's a sick, sick fight. Very excited for that one. Um, yeah, man. Mark Chikasey's also back. Mark Chikasey, an interesting guy. I always feel like he, he's one step away, and then, like, he'll, he'll lose. But then again, he's still only 29, so who knows what will happen with him. But, yeah, taking on Demir Hadzik, that should be a fun one. He's coming off a winner against Medeiros last July. Um, we, they just keep on – dude, it's all bangers. We just keep on going. Nathaniel Wood taking on Charles Rosa. That's a banger right there. That should be really, really fun. Makwan Amirikani is back against Jonathan Pierce. Uh, Jonathan Pierce on like a really low key win streak. He's won three fights in a row. Um, right, I forgot about that. Yeah, and Mac Wanamir Connie coming off of that almost depressing win over Mike Grundy. Like, I, I, not even, not even almost. Extremely depressing win over Mike Grundy. Like, I didn't even feel good about that one. Um, but it did happen, so. Not even Mach 1 felt good afterwards, man. Exactly. It was so depressing, but. That's what happens, man. Um. The fight game for you. <clears throat> it is uh, most interesting fight. Most interesting fighter on the prelims, so Muhammad Makayev. You know, let's just go and call for future, future champ, future potential youngest champ, man. Just saying. Yeah, if nothing, if I mean, if everything goes the way it's looking right now, this kid's gonna be future champ. You know, uh, undefeated, taking on Charles Johnson, who I believe is debuting. Have we seen Charles Johnson before? 
I think he's actually debuting in the UFC. Yep. Debut fight before this. He was fought. He fought an LFA at the start of this year against a one Carlos Mota. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he was debuting. So yeah, tough debut, man. Really tough debut. But uh, yeah, we'll see what we'll see what he's got, man. You're gonna learn a lot about him here. Um, yeah, Mah- Mahamakai. That kid's that kid's the future. So uh, really excited for him. But as far as the rest of the card goes, uh, Jai Herbert, Kyle Nelson. Neither one of these guys are gonna be fighting for a title, but it should be a pretty fun banger for however long it lasts. Uh, Victoria Leonardo, um, taking on Mandy Bum. Uh, yeah, I don't know why Victoria Leonardo's in the UFC. Um, she's very, very likable, but I did not understand the call up whatsoever. And she's been just annihilated in her two fights. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But opening up the card is, uh, the ancient Claudio Silva taking on Nicholas Dalby. That should be a really good should be a really fun fight. Nicholas Dalby, he had that loss to Tim Means, but outside of that, man, super talented guy. Super, super talented. Uh, so yeah. Overall, dude, card, very, very sick. I'm very, very excited for this one. Um, so yeah, and that one's gonna be doing down, like I said, Saturday at the O2. So we'll see what happens, man. See what be happens. there or be Sorry. square. Be there or be square. So yeah, it's gonna be a super fun card, but Angel, it's not the only MMA this weekend. In fact, we have not just UFC, we have a banger of a Bellator card, man. They're coming back with some fucking heat, my man. Um, Friday night uh, from the Emerald Queen Casino and Hotel Arena in Tacoma, Washington, Douglas Lima, the former champion, back against Jason the ass-kicking machine, Jackson. Five rounds, uh, number three in the division versus number four, Winner of this, you gotta think, is gonna be near the title, near the top of the title conversation. What do you think about this one, man? Uh, it's a fucking banger, like you said, man. At 170, I mean, it's one of the best fights you can make. Uh, shout out Jason Jackson, man. I, uh, he's, he's strung them together. He's, he's one of those guys that gets a lot of respect in his gym and, uh, he's doing the damn thing, man. He's doing the damn thing. A lot of great wins. I mean, you look at it. I mean, he's beat the, the who's who's in Bellator and, uh, He's fighting the big dog now, and this is the one, man. This is the one you got to get to, and to get to that title, and uh, it's a tough one, man. I mean, you you couldn't ask for a harder opponent to get to that title, right? I mean, this is as hard as it, it could get in Bellator at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. But as far as the matchup itself, I mean, it's a tall task to ask for, man. Because I mean, you look at the names that Lima's lost to, man. It's it's MVP, Yaroslav Amazov, and Gegard Mousasi. I mean, all of those. Our championship names, even Rory McDonald, championship level name at that. Maybe not championship, sadly, in his career, but right up there in Korshkov. Will Jason Jackson step up to the desk? That is a big question. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, look, I, I've been on defense about this one. I, I, I've been going back and forth on it. I think he can do it, but at the same time, there's some doubt. Says Lima age, says Lima not age. Is he going to come out here and look good? I'm gonna go Jason Jackson, Justin. I think he's gonna do it. I think the ass kicking machine is gonna get it done. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I'm on the same page, man. Um, Douglas Lima. It, look, a lot of people will point to his his strength of uh, resume, and I get it. But uh, it's one of those things where like you gotta dive in to how those fights were more than just looking at the names because like he got a not he got dominated by both Musasi and Amazov. And then Michael Page fight, it was a split decision. I thought that was a pretty clear win for Page. Uh, and it was also a fight where he just didn't do anything. In the previous two fights, he just didn't do anything, which for me is always the 
biggest sign of somebody who's a bit washed, a bit past their best. And yes, he's 34, but he's an old 34, man. This kid's been fighting in Bellator since like 2010 or something. Like, he's an old, old 34. He's got miles, bro. He's got some fucking miles. So I'm going to go and take Jason Jackson, man. He's on a nice win streak, and uh, I think it's a done here. And I, th- I hope he gets that title shot, man. I really do. I think he's been winning a lot of fights for a long time. He's had some really nice performances. Um, see how we'll see what happens, but, uh, as good as the main event is, I think the coming event is just as good, honestly. Uh, lightweights, winner of this, gets a title shot. Sydney Outlaw, who's been just supposed to main event this card against Patricky Pitbull, uh, but you know what? He's game as fuck, and, uh, he's decided to take on Tafik <laughs> Musafayev, who's just a killer, uh, formerly of Horizon, I believe, um, yeah, correct. Formerly of Ryzen. And, uh, yeah, man, I believe this is his Bellator debut. So. Officially, yes. Yeah, no bigger way to come in. And, uh, this is a banger, man. Very, very excited for this one. What do you think about this fight? Fucking banger, man. I'm excited to see Tufik, uh, come into the, into the promotion. I, uh, I remember I was looking at him back, uh, after his Pitbull win and kind of looking at his, uh, kind of resume in, in Ryzen at the time. And, He's a very talented dude, man. I was very excited to see him eventually transition over to UFC or, or Bellator because I was like, I feel like it's going to happen, and it did. And he's taking on a great opponent in Sydney Outlaw, man. I mean, who else would you want to debut? I mean, obviously, they're obviously the champ, right, obviously, to get to the title. But Sydney Outlaw's a good guy. He has some very – he has a respectable ground game, obviously, as we know. And uh, – but, man, he has a tall task in front of him, man. I don't know if he's going to be able to get it done against a – Tufik, man, because he's a uh, guy's been champ before. He's beat the champ, and uh, he's looking to be the champ after this. Hmm. Yeah, man, and I and I think he's actually going to get that title shot. Uh, I think he is. I'm going to go and pick him to win. Tufik um, Musafayev, super talented kid, and more more than just that, man. I think Sydney Outlaw is game as hell, but I would not have taken this fight, especially on short notice. Um, yeah, that was a weird one, but hey, man, he. That's game as fuck, man. If he wins it, um, much respect. Yeah, I mean he he did have the uh, he had the uh, title shot, but he's decided to take this one short notice. I I I I personally wouldn't, but it is what it is. Uh, very excited for the fight, though. Very very excited for the fight. As far as the rest of the card goes, man, uh, what are some of the fights you're most looking forward to? Oh man, we we can go one down. Uh, uh, Usman Nurmagomedov versus Chris Gonzalez. Chris Gonzalez getting the push against Usman, man. That's a tough fight at 155. Uh, Chris is good, but I don't know, man. I think it might be a, a little bit too much to ask for. He's he's game as fuck. He has some good hands. But Usman's a fucking savage, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it's yeah. going to look for him on that night. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, that is going to be a, that's going to be a rough matchup, man. Very very rough matchup. But it is one of the best fights on that card overall. Um, but we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Um, you know who's back? I'm really excited for it. Lorenz Larkin. Lorenz Larkin bought a hell of a win streak. Remember when he first got signed at Bellator? Um, kind of, I don't want to say disappointed, but like he lost a couple fights in a row. We got merged by you know Paul Daly. Douglas Lima dominated him, and since then he's not lost. Like he's on a six fight winning streak. Um, he's taking on um, Makamet. How do you Angel? Try and pronounce this kid's name. <laughs> it's my favorite game on the show. Makamet sounds right. Makamed Berkamov. Makamov. I don't know. Anyways, uh, this kid's 
really fucking good. And I hate that they're giving him Lorenz Larkin. Uh, he's 15-1. and one. He's coming off a solid win over Jaleel Willis earlier this year in Bellator. That's a Bellator debut. Uh, formerly a part of ACB. Um, yeah, man, in terms of, like, skill level, this might be the greatest fight on the card. Um, both these guys are so good right now, both in their prime. Very, very excited for it. Um, but opening up, here's another banger. Opening up the main card, Davion Franklin, friend of the show, taking on Marcelo Gome, uh, winner of this right in the title conversation, man. Uh, Marcelo Gome, formerly of the UFC, signed to El Toro last year, got a win, got a knockout. And, uh, yeah, man, very exciting fight. Very, very exciting fight for that one. Um, and then the re- prelims, you know, a bit lighter. There's some other names on there. Romero Cotton's back. Um, Vanessa Porto versus Veda Ortega should be a lot of fun. Uh, it is a fight. bit. It, should, <laughs> it, should, it is a bit lighter though. It is a bit lighter, but that's all right. It's it's all right. The main card in terms of just you know, if we're just talking about main cards, one of the best of the year for Bellator for sure, honestly. But yeah, man. Any other closing thoughts on this card before we move on? No, man. I'm really excited. I think the main card's really strong, like you said. I think it will. I mean, it's. I mean, that could you could put UFC over that or PFL or any promotion. That's a super strong main card right there. Hmm. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm very excited for that one. Like I said, Friday night on Showtime. Very, very fun card. It's uh, Showtime. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Very, very excited for that one. Um, That's essentially all the fighting we got for this week. That being said, we do have a little bit of news to hit, man. Um, We did always talk about Volk uh, setting up the interim title. But who he's looking to fight is going to be the winner of Charles Dubronx Oliveira versus Islam Makashev. That's UFC 280 in Dubai in October. It's finally official uh, after all this time, all the talk about will Islam get the top shot? Will he not? Will Oliveira not for the f- fight for the title? Will he fight Connor instead? It's finally official. Was this the right call for the UFC? Mm-hmm. Uh I'm not gonna lie, I didn't know that you were directly asking me that. That's exactly what I was asking. Well, I thought, it was, I thought, I thought your, you were just writing it out there like a no, no, no. Was, from your perspective, was this the right fight to make? Yes, 100. I don't think there's a shadow of a doubt. What, what else could you have done? Let's be honest. Be real with me. Is, is there anything else you could have done? Um, I mean, it, it really for me came down to what Oliver wanted to do. I think if Oliver wanted to fight Connor. Then they could have given, they could have done Makachev versus Chandler for the belt. But, um, yeah, I think, I think this one makes the most sense. I mean, the reality is that, like, Islam Makachev, he's in a weird position because, like, he does, does he deserve a title shot off of the names he's beat? I, I saw that you know, question on Twitter recently, and I think you, did you like it or retweet it? I think. I, I think, I, I think I might have liked to retweet it. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, of the names he's beat, no, he does not deserve a title shot because, but because he's beaten a lot of names, he's getting a title shot. It's one of those weird ones. Kind of like, kind of like Leon, Leon Edwards, but even then, like, Leon beat RDA whenever RDA was at the top of 170. He beat Cowboy when Cowboy was, you know, in the top five, top ten of 170. Like, he's has a really long win streak, you know? Um, I mean, who's the best person that Mokchev's beat in the, in this streak? Like, is it, is it, is it Hooker? Dan Hooker? Who took the final, like, two weeks' notice? Yeah, I mean, it's probably Dan Hooker with the people he's fought. I mean, it's just... Yeah. Dober, maybe. So, I mean, Sarukian, but Sarukian was... Like, if you... Okay, Bobby Green, ten days' notice. Dan Hooker, two weeks' notice. 
Tenka Moises, not ranked. Drew Dobert, not ranked. Davi Hamos, not ranked. Sarukian, ranked now, but took that fight on short notice and was like 22. Cajun Johnson, not in the UFC. Glenson Tebow, not in the UFC. Nick Glenn's not in the UFC. Chris Wade, not in the UFC. So, <laughs> of that, well, like, he's beaten a lot of names, but like, a lot of asterisks, too. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, he deserves a tough shot. You know, there's not a whole lot else going on. So, yep. And he's good. Obviously, there's no secret he's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. So, I, I'm cool with the fight. I think it's the right move. So, yeah. I think, interestingly enough, have you seen the betting odds for this already? Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I saw him on Twitter, but I didn't, like, take a close peek at them. Uh, in case you guys don't know, it could have changed by now, obviously, by the time this, because we're recording this one. We were recording this one early in the week, but, uh, last time I checked, Makachev was over a 2-1 to one favorite. Which really? is Just interesting. Like because, like, style-wise, I agree, but I'm like, We've never seen him fight even anybody. I mean, Davi Hamos is really, really good when it comes to jiu-jitsu, but not like that hasn't really translated to his full MMA game. So I don't know, man. Um, bit of a bit of a champ disrespect, but hey, if he beats if he beats Islam, can we? Do you think it's time to call Char- Charlie Allas? Is he, is he the greatest lightweight of all time? If he, beat Ma- if he beats Makhachev, what do you think? Dude, with the names, I think it'd be pretty hard to argue it at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, Josh, this would be the win streak. I mean, I'm going to start from, you know, like, names that, you know, are, are pretty well. No no disrespect to Jared Gordon, Nick Lentz, guys behind, because those guys are really good, and Jim Miller, who's obviously in there, and Clay Guida. But Kevin Lee, Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler, Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, Islam Makachev. That is a sick streak. That's not it? even including the first, like, 10 years of his UFC run either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, so. and, other, and guys like Jeremy Stevens in there, Miles Jury, you know. Other guys in other weight classes that he fought, Darren Elkins, you know, a lot of other names that he's he's fought. For sure, man. I mean, he's just. And if he wins, that would be yeah. a twelve fight win streak. Yeah, I mean, I feel pretty confident saying he's already the real deal in terms of like historical rankings. Like, I still think he, yeah, he might be top three already. I mean, lightweight's just a weird division, but. Um, he's one of the greatest lightweights, undisputedly. There's no secret about that. I mean, he's right up there with Habib, you know, Eddie Alvarez, you know, you, you name him, Dustin Poirier. I think I, I think I can say pretty confident Dustin's one of the greatest lightweights of all time, too. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, it's it, it's pretty un, undisputed. Let's let's just be honest. He, he's he's up there. I mean, just I mean, just with just to get you, Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson, Kevin Lee. I mean, that's that's already that's insane. insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, man, yeah, I'm psyched for this fight, and uh, if he, there's a lot of implications this one, man, a lot of implications. So, anyways, very excited for it. Um, speaking of fights, this one, there's no, he doesn't have a fighter set, but uh, Frankie Edgar will have his retirement fight, uh, UC 281, Madison Square Garden, New York, New York, in November. Uh, he does not have an opponent set, but he said it's going to be his last one. He said it was to fight Dom Cruz, but Dom Cruz obviously, uh, he's going to be fighting Cheeto Vera soon. And that he'd have to make a pretty quick turnaround, so he probably won't face him. If Sadly. you have to pick who you think Frank Edgar should face in his last fight, who do you think? Who he should face? He probably should have faced Tom Cruise, but we're not going to get that. Yeah. Instead, he's going to probably fucking end up fighting, like, Sean O'Malley or some shit like that. Yeah, and I hope I hope he doesn't. Um, I mean, I like that fight whenever it was just Sean taking a step up, but, like, I, this is a retirement fight for, for one of the GOATs, you know? So... I mean, Dom Cruz would have been really fun shit. Even Aldo would have sounded, sounded fun to me, even though that was a really hard fight. But obviously Aldo's looking at, you know, title pictures, so. Different yeah. Point there. Yeah. And it is what it is. 
hopefully they can find someone fun they could get. But I, I don't know who who could be good outside of Dom Cruz. I was super down for Dom Cruz. Same, and I I don't like that. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I'm conflicted on that uh, that Cruz Cheeto Bear matchup. Like Cruz, although it was right there for the making, and they just passed right by it. And uh, Cruz Edgar would have made sense, but I don't know, man. I think they should let him fight whoever he wants. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. I think a lot of this depends on if Dom Cruz wins and if he wants to make a t- quick turnaround. But um, yeah, man, Frank Gade, your props, hell of a career. This is the right time. You know, I think this is the perfect time, man. I, I, there's no smart um, man. He's a very smart man because he's 40, but he, and he's at that point where, like, if you look at his loss, like, he's lost four or five. Um, but at the same time, it's like Holloway for the title, Chan Sung Jung on short notice in South Korea, of all places. He beats Pedro Munoz, solid fight, Corey Sanhagen, and then Marlon Vera. And he was winning that Vera fight until he got caught. So it, he's – it's just – it is what it is. You he know? just realizes he's gotten older. I think that's what it is. And he's like, you know something? It's not that I don't have the skills. I'm just – not as quick as I used to be, not, you know, not, not the fastest reaction time as I used to have, you know, it's tiny things like that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, so yeah, man, I props to him, full, full props to him, hell of a career. We'll talk more about his career whenever that fight actually happens and we'll talk about his career in depth. But yeah, as of right now, he's looking to retire uh, in November. Um, last piece of news, uh, we did talk about KSI, Alex Wasabi when the fight got announced. Um, but now we have a full card, and we have some details in regards to, you know, DAZN and where it's taking place, all that stuff. So this is going to be KSI, Alex Asabi. We're going to go down on DAZN pay-per-view, pay-per-view uh, August 27th, the O2 Arena. Um, wow. Yeah, we we know really? the main event. Uh, what did you say? You said the O2? Yeah, it's going to go down on the O2. Okay. You didn't know that? No. So this, is why, this, is why, this is why we're talking about it, man. Um, I mean, down, I knew they were fighting. I just didn't know where. Yeah, the O2 Arena in London, England, uh, zone pay-per-view. We don't know how much it's going to cost. Uh, I've heard rumors that it'll be going to cost less than the normal pay-per-view, probably around like $30, but I don't know if that's confirmed. I mean, that's a little bit um, worth it, I'd say. Yeah, but as far as the main event, we know a Cruiserweights, uh, KSI back for the first time since he beat Logan in 2019. Um Rest of the card got revealed. Face Temper's going to take on Blue Face. Deji's take on Fuzi. These are all professional fights, by the way. This is no amateur Holy fight. Shit, no headgear, four ounce gloves. Let's go, baby! I know it's all professionals. They're all making their professional debut. Um, wow, and they're going to be Deji main carding, huh? They're going to be the main card. Like all these guys are going to be the main card on the main card. So I don't know that. According to Wiki, it's going to be KSI versus Alkasabi, the main event, six rounds, cruiser rates. Face Temper versus Blue Face is going to be, we don't know the rounds yet. That's going to be the co-main. That's a banger then, right there. And then opening up the main card, Deji versus Fuzi, four-round professionals. And then apparently the rest of it is, an, is the, the prelims, but I don't know if that's confirmed yet. The, the bout order is probably not set yet. Outside yeah, of the top. Yeah. But more than, um, we'll just run down the rest of the fights. King Kenny. Taking on Face Sensei four rounds. What? Okay. On the pre, do you not know any of the card? I I knew Wasabi and KSI. I knew Tommy and Blueface, and I knew Fuzi and uh, Deji. But I didn't okay. know about this one. Okay, okay. Well, you're getting a live reaction, folks. I've known about this for a while, but here we got some more. Dean the Great versus Evil Hero. Salt Poppy versus Andy Warski. 
And okay. opening up the main card is the man, the myth, the legend, Sam Hyde, taking on I Am Thompson. So that's going to be three rounds, heavyweights. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I got to be honest, Angel. I am really fucking excited for this card. More than I thought I'd be. That has a lot of creators on it, dude. It does. And they're all interesting fights to me. Um, even, you know, I, I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about, like, Dean the Great, Evil Hero, Andy Warski, but I know, but I know, like, most of the people on this card. Especially yeah. the main card. I know everybody on the main card. And I also know Sam Hyde, so. Um, yeah, man, I mean, now that you know the full card, like, what, what are your thoughts on it, man? That's a sick creator card, man, and especially some of the guys that go down there are really good matchups. I mean, Sensei coming back, uh, Tommy and Blueface, that's a one, that one's an interesting one, cause, uh, uh, Blue Tippy's the, uh, the only rapper who's out here actually throwing hands, bro. You know, and we saw that uh, BKFC card that he was on. He had hands. I was like, damn, Blueface can actually box pretty well. And Tommy, he got robbed out of his last fight. He even, he had to go to the athletic commission. I don't know if it got changed over or whatever. But uh everybody thought he won that. I thought he won it at the time. I was very confused. Home, the home field advantage for his opponent. And, uh yeah, Tommy has hands, man. Tommy is a guy that I know for a long time. He had done a lot of, like, martial arts, really competitive, super into combat. So it's really nice to see him wanting to do this again. And he, he's got he's got some little bit of talent. And then, obviously, for JJ, man, I mean, we keep talking, like, JJ needs to come back and take on Jake Paul. But, I mean, Jake Paul's about to take on a pro fighter. So we're about to see what's going to happen. I think if – uh I kind of I kind of told you that I felt like for a while there the kind of the case I fight had gone away and I re- you remember man in my interview I have it on my fucking Twitter I asked Jake is the KSI fight still on the table he's like I think I've outgrown him we're gonna see if he's outgrown him I don't think paper- he has with these paper we're gonna see man we're gonna see with these pay per view sales and we're gonna see with how these two guys perform in their bouts mm-hmm. I mean KSI he's 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 left it kind of loose he doesn't want to make any any um, promises promises but from what he said it's not like he wants to fight with sabi maybe get one more in you know he's not really committed to that and then and then fight jake you know he he could fight him as soon as after this fight especially if jake loses so um yeah i mean we'll we'll see what happens man i mean in terms of this fight i i don't see wasabi winning i don't um i will say i i thought he looked all right against deji i I thought he looked all right against deji but then like but he exactly. out of but out of all the people who've gone against Deji, he had the least impressive performance. But I will say though, Deji, he had all the defense but no offense. He was the he was he did all the things Floyd would have done, but but not hitting back. Well, he he was actually landing up until that like second or third round. I remember where like the crowd started like going crazy and they nearly stopped the fight. Do you remember? And after oh, that, he had because the guy rushed the fucking thing. You're yeah, right, and man. then and the Deji had a huge adrenaline dump. Which I don't blame him for. Like, yeah, and he looked, and look, and look, he improved a lot. I was happy to see that, but it was like dude, I think he we, beats Fuzzy, honestly. Oh, Fuzzy got really fucked up. But that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago, but he looked. I didn't know that it was possible to look worse than Deji. <laughs> but granted, though, Slim got hands though, bro. We've seen it. He's put he put YouTubers to sleep, bro. He's one of the guys who's put a lot of guys down, you know, as far as uh to boxing. The only issue is he doesn't have the kind of pull some of these other guys do. But he, the Middle East is a big market, man, so he does have a big following. That's true. That's true. But, dude, I'm really excited for this card. August 27th, on his own pay-per-view. Uh, I'm very excited for all these fights, man. Sam Hodge's gonna go out there and murk it, fucking murk this dude. Like, <laughs> just straight up catch a body out there, dude. Um, 
Dude, I'm I'm just I'm excited for Tommy and Blueface, dude. Like, that's I think that's one of the most interesting matchups on the card. Yeah, and by the way, Blueface making the quick turnaround because he he's he's gonna try to fight on uh, July. I think it's like July 29th on uh, Austin McBroom's card. Which really, he's he's fighting Nick Young, and then he's gonna try and fight a month later. I don't what know a, if yeah, what a can, fucking savage. I know it depends on how the fight goes because who knows? If he gets like knocked out, obviously the fight won't happen. But yeah. he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll I'll beat up Swaggy P, and then I'll go out there and I'll fight uh, Temper. So yeah, dude. Yeah, man, it's in Europe though, you know they don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I I'm I'm very excited for the card, man. Like I said, I, I did zone release the uh, the trailer recently, and it looked pretty cool. Really, I need to check that out. Yeah, I mean they're they're doing this they're building up the right way. They got a they got a very very good card, um, top to bottom, very very fun. So yeah, and obviously man. they got really good creators who can sell it very well. I mean, Wasabi got a big following. Obviously, JJ's a fucking global star at this point. Temper's and pretty big. Blueface, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, he got the whole rap game behind him. People are gonna support him just because of that. And JJ versus Fuzzy, loser leaves town. You know, uh, again <laughs> for Denji, yeah. like the fourth time. Uh no, but yeah, it's it, it, there's it's it's a fun matchup, man. Uh, God, and it's it's really not that far away, man. It's not no, it's far. not. I mean, less than no, a bit over a month. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, shit, Josh, we're gonna have to be the, we're gonna have to be there for this one, man. We were there for the original Duzone Creator card with uh with Logan and and JJ at my dad's old apartment. So yeah, shit, I might have to be at your apartment this time. <laughs> oh shit, you probably will be. Probably will be. Um, I. I'm excited. I didn't know what UFC card going on that day. Fuck. We'll look up afterwards. We'll look up afterwards. But yeah, yeah, man. I think we covered it all. This a uh, pretty pretty long episode, about an hour and a half. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm very excited for that card. Like I said, I'm super I'm super psyched for that one. That's uh, exciting, dude. That's some cap of pride right there. Yeah, they're doing cap of pride. They're doing it the right way. They're doing it the right way. Um, and they're lowering the price too, which is also smart. Like that. Obviously, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's confirmed yet. But I just heard it. it I mean, might. if they do, though, that's intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, man, um, I believe that's all I got. You got anything else to say, my man? Uh, you know, I don't know if this is like a, but didn't Dana like kind of confirm Stipe and Jones? Wasn't that a thing? He said that he's hoping for it, but we still don't know. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, not nothing really. No updates. Apparently said it. He said it, it has a lot to do with Ngannou because they're still waiting to. Okay, so it's it, okay. So that's what it's more on. Okay, so it's on the end of Francis because they, because they're even thinking about just doing Jones and Ngannou, right? That that was one yeah. of the options. Yeah. Because if they did Stipe and Jones, that'd be for an interim, I'm assuming, right? Correct. So we'll see. But apparently, Ngannou said on Twitter not like was it a few weeks back that he said he might be back by December. Yeah, he could be depending on how things go. That's why they're still trying to figure it out. Man, so it's, it's we're kind of playing it by ear right now. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right, man. Um, yeah, as far as that goes, that's all I got. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the show. It was a bit of a long one, but thought it was actually a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it, and I hope you guys did as well. I'm at Josh Shevinoff on Twitter. He's at AngelTaker underscore one at Courtside Sound for all things relating to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and fuck grease. Mouse click.